Hey everyone, welcome back to Quotes and Stuff with the Kennedy Brothers. How we doing? How we doing? Hey, hey, hey! It's uh, the <laughs> podcast where we talk about movies, comics, TV shows. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Nate. And this week, uh, sad news also has to do with last week. I went to go buy uh, the Arkham, all four Arkham gangs, because they're having a deal. Oh, uh, all the four for 12 bucks. That's right, we talked about that last and week. the deal said it was going to through September 28th. I show up on September 28th. It's already gone. They lied to me. I couldn't get all the games for the 12 bucks. Arkham games were a lie, Steven. A little Nacho Libre there. I also <laughs> yeah. was going to buy the games, but I just completely forgot about all the dates. And so Wednesday rolls around and I'm like, fetch, I was going to buy those. Yeah, so sad day, sad day. But, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna wait around until Black Friday because Black Friday, a lot of good video game deals happening. So oh, really? I okay. think probably something will happen there. But anyways, I'm hope. Yeah. Anyways, I'm joined always by my two brothers. Yo, yo, I'm TJ. Um, my news for this week, I, I was worried I got COVID. I had uh, some like chest pains or whatever, maybe a little bit trouble breathing, a sore throat. And I was like, dang, I don't want to get COVID. But and I also was like kind of okay with getting COVID because if you donate plasma and you had COVID, they give you like heck of money. Um, <laughs> so, but I went and got tested and guys, that nasal test. Oof, no bueno. No bueno. It is a time. I was I've, just sitting oof. there. Well, I've oh. had it done twice. Yeah, <laughs> Nate's had a lot of health things done to him. Yeah, I haven't had it done yet, thank heavens, because I'm, I'm more scared of that than I am of, of COVID, to tell you the yeah, truth. The nasal swab. Because I was just sitting there, and she's like, okay, keep your chin forward, and then just breathe in through your nose. And I'm like, okay. And she's like, breathe in. And then and I was like, oh. And then she pulls it out. I was like, okay. It's now like, the other side. I'm like, the other side. It's like a, in Harry Potter 1, where the, the way that they get the... The troll, right, oh, is, is the wand uh, right up the nose, right? And it comes out. He's like, oh, troll oh, bogeys. <laughs> yeah. She really needs to sort out her priorities. Yeah. Yeah. When uh, I did mine first, like, wait, wait, wait. Oh, I was going to, oh, wait, go oh, for it, Nate. And then I was going to teach you the results here. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, when, when I did mine first, uh, like, Blader's like, oh, you're having some trouble up there. So she held it in my nose for like 30 <laughs> seconds. I'm just like, keep going. Don't stop. Like, There's a little bit keep of trouble up there. <laughs> yeah, but anyways. Yeah, dig well, it, well, dig. I guess w- what are the results then? I, I take it you're... So there's a reason why I'm joining from online. So I'm just kidding. I'm not. I'm negative. So it was just a mere heart attack. Yeah. That's <laughs> all it was. So a little disappointed there. Not going to get a lot of money from plasma, but. I guess I can continue to not go outside very much. <laughs> we're not allowed to. <laughs> fair, yeah. fair. All right. Well, I'm I'm Christian, and uh, mine is I guess movie related. I got to watch uh, Ready Player One this week, which I never really had an intention of watching. Oh, it's a fun movie, um, and I was very impressed. I was like, "This is a fun movie. This is cool." Okay, I I really enjoyed it. Uh, maybe it's because I went in with. Um, just no expectations. I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to watch it. Um, just kind of go with the flow. Um, tons of great eighties references. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're, if you were born in the eighties or I guess born in the seventies, sixties, and then at, you live through the eighties time period at all, uh, you will definitely appreciate some of these references. Our, uh, our parents lived through the eighties and they have taught us some of the, the eighties ways. <laughs> so though we haven't lived in the eighties ever, um, we've got we, a little bit of affiliation. A, we, yeah, we have uh, yeah, a slight affiliation with it. Uh, know some of that that culture just from what was being taught to us, and so it was funny, very entertaining. Uh, I say we definitely do an episode on it sometime. Okay, because I read the book over the summer, and I I really really like the book. I heard the movie is different than the, the book. The, the so. movie, as someone who's read the book and watched the movie, the movie is pretty different. 
like I would say they're kind of different beasts. Like they, they tackle the same subject, but they do it in a different way. Okay. And so I don't know. There's some weird moments in the book that I'm like, yeah, I'm glad they didn't put this in the movie. And the movie's the movie's just a fun time. Yeah, I don't think fun. as impactful as the book in the sense that like the book spends uh, a great deal of time with the characters and the movie is less time with it. But in both uh, regards, I think they both work in their different mediums. Sure. It's just yeah, I'll definitely have just, to check it out. Just it was go on in. Netflix. It mm-hmm. was on no, we have uh, YouTube TV. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. It's on YouTube TV. So just go in. Um, just Netflix being like, yeah, expectations. Just not not like low, not high. Just be like, yeah, I just want a movie to watch, and I think mm-hmm. it would, you'll be pleasantly uh, surprised. It's a fun romp. <laughs> it's a yeah. romp comp. What? Yeah, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> not, not a romp comp. <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah, that was my tidbit. Uh, let's get to the quote, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. Shall we? Gather round! Gather round. Can everybody see me? Can you all hear me? <laughs> mm. We've quoted this, I think, a couple times um, throughout our, our previous podcasts. And uh, if you haven't picked it up there, we'll give you the chance here to... To guess and then uh, let us know via Twitter, email, Instagram, and then we'll give you a shout out. Yeah. And speaking of shout outs, mm-hmm. we do have a shout out to give. Rachel K from Idaho got our quote from uh, episode ten, uh, Tenant, <laughs> uh, and that was the the quote from uh, Incredibles. So congratulations, Rachel! Way to be! You were on top of it. That was definitely a, a more difficult one. What so, was that one that we did? It's uh, the one about time. Oh, that's yeah. right. <laughs> There's no time uh, at all. That uh, would say not say the quote in case other people want to go back and listen to that episode. <laughs> but uh, whoops, what's done has already been done. No, you yeah. should have been listening. What's, what's happened happened. <laughs> what's <laughs> happened happened. That's Whoa, good. What's that? Is that nice is that connection? Tenet? Yeah, yeah that's, that's okay. I'm like, I thought so. I was, I was like, wait, wait, I need to go see Tenet again mm-hmm. for that five dollar Tuesday deal. Yeah, yeah. so support Tenet. Well, actually, be safe, wear a mask, but support Tenet if you can. <laughs> well, I mean, I think. The more we go watch movies, the more people will make movies. We'll get even better movies, That's right? So, and we're all about we're all about that movie life. So That's that why is we're true. here. <laughs> so let us that get why we're here. Let us get to the the news then for this week. Let oh, us all right. do. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, James Bond: No Time to Die has officially been moved back. Uh, it's been uh, delayed all the way back to April of 2021. I feel like Yikes. all our news every week is just oh, and movies got moved back another six months. Oh, this movie got moved back another. Six six months hey well we, we got to keep the public informed man that's yeah. true yeah. so I mean, that's that's a year delay so it was originally scheduled to come out april of this year in 2020 yeah so, so i have a feel i have a feeling then maybe even wonder woman which is now scheduled for december will probably get moved back to so? june again i have okay. a bad feeling about this <laughs> yeah see if movie theaters open though before 2021 like i don't think term, they will but yeah i don't think they will either but if they do 2021 will be like the greatest year of movies ever oh, it could be like two we, years of movies we, we will, We'll have a heyday. We'll be going to movies like every week. Oh, I love that. I'll love be that. even poorer than I am now. I love that. No, not, not the poor thing, just the, the movie thing. Chris oh, is like, yeah, I love that. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, more news. So Avatar 2. It's uh, James Cameron has come out and said that Avatar 2 is completed with <laughs> Avatar 3 95% also completed. Wow, I didn't even know they were Finally. in production right now. Oh, thank good. I've been... You know me. I have been waiting <laughs> for these Avatar movies. Ever since the first blue person showed up on the screen, I'm like, where's two and three? This is me being sarcastic. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, there's, there's a hint of sarcasm in TJ's tone right now. Um, yeah, and I, and I kind of agree with him. Like, for, <laughs> like, the first one was uh, 
an amazing visual experience. We all saw it in IMAX. I had mentioned this before. I drank all of Nate's Icy that we both <laughs> planned on sharing. And then he had, I had to pee. The entire movie. The entire movie. It was excruciating. <laughs> Oh, That's what a, is that? Uh, uh, not not too deep track, but I know it. Yeah. A very deep track. Uh, uh, I had to meet the president. Oh, yeah, Forrest. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was it was a terrible and painful experience because of that movie was great, <laughs> but I I, I didn't it's, feel the need for a second. It's uh, or a third or a fourth. I've, I've listened to some <laughs> other people talk about uh, I'll talk about it, and something they said I, I really resonate with. It's because you know it was the highest grossing movie of all time for a really long time. But there's definitely reasons behind that. Yeah, that what, but, yeah but, I won't go into them right but now. But ultimately, it has it left no cultural impact besides being uh, <laughs> visually, visually yeah. very and true. making the most money of all time. Because yeah. think about it. I think we either have or have not mentioned somebody you name. Okay, <laughs> somebody name a character from that movie. Like Jake Sully. <laughs> like we can do it. <laughs> I don't. I, don't actually, I can only do Jake I Sully. <laughs> That's I can, the only I one. can name another one. Grace. Actually, I can name. Oh, a, yeah. I can name Natiri. I, I, I can name a, a oh, couple. Yeah, I gotta know but that's just me. But if you ask the general public. We Nobody's go, gonna know. We should go do that sometime uh, post COVID. We just go get a <laughs> some, somebody. We just go to some mall. Oh, did, did somebody, someone do it? Somebody did it. Uh, he was like, name someone from Marvel movies. Name someone from Star Wars movies. Like a hundred bucks. Name someone from the highest grossing movie of all time. Then at oh, was, yeah. was Avatar. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just one of those where it's like. I don't really know what you're going to talk about, but it's true. It hasn't impacted culture at all. Nobody makes Avatar references. Nobody. Oh, no way. It's yeah. just kind of like, yeah, it was a good movie. Was... What we should do maybe is a side-by-side -side comparison of Avatar with Dances with Wolves. The Kevin it's the Costner same movie. classic. It's, it's the same, same movie. movie. Just, just different. better visuals. Yeah. It's all it is. Same plot. <laughs> Not going to lie. Yeah. yeah. So we'll go watch them. We'll talk about them. For but, sure. Because sure. Avatar 2 is supposed to come out December of next year. Wow. So wow. they're going to have to wait we'll have to wait, hit the marketing wait. hard. It's either December of, wait, let me, let me make sure I got that it's right. Like, it's not this time, James Cameron, no highest grossing for you. You actually have to compete nah. with some other movies now. Especially if, if it does try and come out next year. Yeah, no, I am. I'm, I'm correct. It is, is it? December of 2021. Okay. Yeah. Then it's going to have a hard time competing with all the movies that have got pushed back. Exactly. Also, right. that's when Spider-Man 3 is yes. supposed to. Spider-Man 3, no pushover. Yeah. You're not going to be able to bust out of the law well, we have some news on that a little bit yeah a little bit later, little too. Bit later but oh, also I w i'm watching this uh thing about the uh, disneyland parks like around the world and how they built them and the different rides for a class like there's an avatar ride at disney world oh well, well that's oh, because I, think I knew that actually it's like in the mm -hmm. animal kingdom or something i had no idea yeah it sounds like cool actually that would, that would be kind of cool it was, yeah I it would, looked really cool it's probably like a star tours-esque i imagine it's, uh, it's soaring over oh. pandora is oh, okay. it? so like there's okay. a, there is a ride where you just kind of float through like this glow in the dark kind of it's really cool mm, it's really nice. cool nice. put then, in a plug for disneyland yeah world because i was about to say <laughs> i was about to say we've never been to disney world no, we haven't but we, we have been to disneyland there. i love disneyland Space oh, Mountain. Like time. The only reason I want to work for Disney Space is Space Mountain. Good. The greatest ride of all time. I love Space mm. Mountain. So much fun. But moving on. Uh, actually, yeah, let's go to the, the little quick Disney news that Lion King 2 is in the works. It's the sequel to the live action uh, 2019 uh, Lion King film. And it's going to be a live action. It's going to be a live it's action. Gonna, it's going to be the one with uh, uh, Scar's son. Is this Scar's son? Yeah. It's, it's, son it's, a, it's a Romeo and Juliet, basically. It's oh, yeah. A, it's what the right. cartoon it, is, at least. What's his name again? Uh, uh, skunk. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, shoot. Uh, yeah, I, I, I saw it once. We, 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 had, a little dude, child. we, we had it, man. We, we, had, we, we still have it. No, we had it on VHS, but then eventually somehow the VHS broke. We lost we, the VHS of Lion King. 
I, I'm not going to lie. Lion King game was one of the few Disney sequels that I'm like, thought actually was worth something. Lion King 2? Yeah. Like, it, was, it was good. I, did, I really not enjoy it. Oh, actually, Rescuers Down Under. That is also a very good sequel. And what am I saying? <laughs> Aladdin 2, The Return of Jafar. Oh, better than <laughs> Bloody fantastic. Okay. Actually, I like the story of Return of Jafar better. I like, obviously, the music from the first music Aladdin, is much better right first. so you can't go wrong there. i also like the third a lot that, that's a jolly good time oh, you're talking about uh king prince of the Prin- Prin- is it prince no i think it's king of thieves king of thieves because yeah. prince of thieves is robin hood welcome right? to the 48 thieves yeah um that no, was a, that, was a, that, that actually, is a great one had the best story out of all of them probably just because we're young kids it was action-packed it was had this, super cool this bad dude that had like basically wolverine gold uh gl- like gold claws mm-hmm. um i haven't seen it what are you kidding i was yeah Man, what did we raise you no, we, you were too young at the time we were too oh, too young i we didn't own it i think you guys just got it no we would get it from the yeah. library sometimes that was, a, that was a good time okay well to watch well, that one. anyway i was looking up kovu is the name of scar's son <laughs> kovu that's right that's i would have close to covid <laughs> yeah <laughs> covid i mean covid what <laughs> Okay, yeah. I mean, I still haven't seen the live action one, so yeah, okay. It made one point six billion dollars. Wow! It was the Did second it really not million. <laughs> it, it's, it was the second highest grossing film of twenty nineteen, and what? It, and Avengers Endgame was the only one that beat it. Are you kidding wow. me? Wow! I, I didn't. I didn't realize. I thought people didn't like it very much. Like they were like, "Yeah, well, it was decent." It's, it's. I mean, it's never going to compare with the, the OG. Cartoons, well, right? it's, it's kind of like what we talked about last week with Mulan and yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very, very true. It's not going to be the original, but still, they do it because they're making money hand over hand yeah. over fist. Donald Glover is in that, isn't he? He's, yeah, he's Simba. He's Simba. Simba. I love Donald. I Glover. am your father. <laughs> <laughs> I am your father. No, that's not. Oh yeah, that Wait, is wrong answer. movie, but yeah. James Earl Jones. <laughs> yeah, because I looked up 2019 out of the top 10 highest grossing movies in that film in in that, in that year. Film? In that year, Disney had seven out of the top ten yeah. highest grossing films. Bloody Disney. Disney owns there. That's mm. for sure. They, they're they making that money. So, yeah. That money. Anyways, uh, moving on. Uh, some video game news. Uh, well, uh, for Super Smash Bros. news, they, they announced this week that in addition to their new fighter pack, a new character they're finally adding to the game is Steve from Minecraft into Super oh, Smash Bros. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, I've never played Minecraft. That's never one I jumped onto, so I'm not sure how to react, TJ. You might um, have a better I, reaction than I. They, one of the things I worry about with Super Smash Bros. is the more and more you expand the, the Smash Bros. EU, um, you start getting a little too far out of your depth. And to me, one of the things, defining things of Smash Bros. is that it's Nintendo characters all coming together. Mm-hmm. And so as they've started getting bigger and bigger, I don't like it when they have some add new characters. And I'm like, this guy isn't Nintendo. This guy's just there. Like, I, I, okay. I, I completely disagree. Like, like you would. Yeah, you would. <laughs> I think it started out as like Nintendo Hall of Fame, all the Nintendo people. But as it's grown, it's like, how about we get everyone from all video game franchises? You could say... The best of the best <laughs> of the best. Uh, you guys didn't see that one coming, I did you? I did not see that, that one coming. Oh, cool. oh, oh man, I nailed that one. I don't, I don't think we did that quote last week. I was right. going to say the same thing. We Ten did points. not. Are you sure? Sad day. I think I might have gotten no. it in there. Mm, I don't think I we did. We'll go back. Uh, give but, me, yeah. but anyways, but like I think that's what it's grown to. It's like... It's a celebration of all these different video game franchises just all fighting together. See, but that's just too much because then, then it's kind of like a League of Legends thing where you have thousands and thousands of ca- like. Oh no, but League of Legends is like 
it's dull. Like, okay, maybe I just insulted every young and plays League of Legends. But it's just Easy like, there, but like with League of Legends, it's much more team based. And like, even though you have unique characters, it's like, it feels like you have to have the right combination or it's like playing one character only satisfies you if you're in the right team with the right role. But with Smash Bros, I think you get so many different characters and you can play all of them. And well, not all of them are completely unique completely unique you get to have a lot of different fighters that have their own unique skill set and it's just fun to have something different and i think it adds to the pantheon of smash bros there's just a little too many i think they're just getting too big and then it's like some characters never get played and the new characters are always super overpowered Mm, and so it's like you don't get the classics like who plays pikachu but tons of people play Pikachu. Not enough. Not enough. Tell me how many people play Mario. A ton of people play Mario. Mario. How many people play Luigi? A lot of people people play play Ness. Ness is one of the top characters. Yes. Okay. Then you're just gonna say yes for everybody, which means that everybody's playing it. Okay. No one. (laughs) (laughs) There's there's too many of them. (laughs) Can anyone get that? Uh, Yes. uh, 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 Star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Very good. Very good. Now we get Imodium, the random clone guy. No, it's uh, Captain Panaka. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Episode one when they're on the ship. There's too many of them. Oh, I thought somebody says it as they're flying through. Uh, no, 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 it's not on the ship. It's a, uh, it's, oh. it's, it's when they're in Naboo. No, yeah. Um, th- and, and, and he's, uh, he's there with Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. No, but I, I think, I think somebody else also says that like in episode six or somebody's in a spaceship also. And is like, there's too many of them, like looking around. Oh, maybe it's both. I'll, I'll tell you. Panaka definitely does say R- Regardless, Star Wars. But yes. anyways, <laughs> I like, I like that they're adding Steve. Uh, I just bought a Switch of Smash Bros. So I think if we play that a little more, I think you'll, you'll come to understand it. Be like, huh, I really <laughs> like this character. We'll probably play some after this. We shall yeah. see. But anyways, <laughs> moving on, a little bit of Star Wars news. There's been a, a rumor this week uh, that Darth Bane is said to be featured in multiple upcoming projects. I would love that. I mean... Darth Bane's the OG Darth. Well, I think I would just like it because it's... It's something new. different. <laughs> I mean, again, and we've talked about this. We we focus. I don't know if we focus on this as, aspect specifically with Darth Bane in our Star Wars episode, um, where we talked about where we want to see Star Wars go. But uh, I think we all came to a conclusion that we just want to see something new. So yeah. I, I'd be very excited for that. Yeah, but like he has appeared. He's uh, in season six of Clone yeah, Wars. He is, he's he's appears in that. canon. Yeah. He's also the founder of the Rule of Two of Sith. Which, Which personally, I think is the dumbest I, idea I, ever. I agree. <laughs> like, it's like, pretty, okay, much, it's pretty guess, much the worst rule ever made. <laughs> I guess canonically, it makes sense, but it's just like, man, I don't want to see two. I want to see like fifty. Yeah, Sith. you want to yeah, see, but it's just there's too much politics for this, Sith, and it would just they were their own worst enemy. The only way to win was to have two against the entire galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> the po- well, it did work with Palpatine. It work. It's true. His politics It'll led. It work. work. <laughs> Maybe I should go into politics this time. Yeah, but anyways, moving on, we have a, a good amount. Actually, no, wait, Sarah, one more bit of news before we get to all the Marvel news that happened this week, because it was an eventful week for Marvel news. But um, in other just general movie news, uh, several uh, film directors and producers and writers wrote a letter to Congress to save movie theaters. And so I oh, have a... To like get like a bill passed or Yeah, to something? get a bill passed. Let me read you the, the quote that they I'm said in their letter. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm rock. Yeah. So the movie experience is central to American life. 268 million people in North America went to the movies last year to laugh, cry, dream, and be moved together. Theaters are great unifiers where our nation's most talented storytellers showcase their cin- cinematic accomplishment, accomplishments. Every aspiring filmmaker, actor, producer dreams of bringing their art to the silver screen. 
the irreplaceable experience that represents the pinnacle of filmmaking achievement. As well as their crucial, uh, crucial cultural impact, theaters are an economic force multipliers. In addition to 150,000 employees working in cinemas nationwide, the industry supports millions of jobs in movie production, dis- dis- movie production and dis- dis- uh, distribution. <laughs> dis- dis- pro- oh, I can't distribution. Distribution. Dis- Distribution, yes. Distribution. <laughs> I cannot speak today. And countless others in surrounding restaurants and retailers that rely on theaters for, for foot traffic. Movie theaters are also leaders in employing and un- underrepresented groups, including people with disabilities, senior citizens, and first-time job holders. Cinemas are an essential industry that represent the best that American talent and creativity have to offer, but now we fear for the future. And so... Hey. They're looking for a kind of a bill to get passed so that they can kind of save movie theaters. And along the participants in this include... Or some of them include Christopher Nolan, James Cameron, Sofia Coppola, Greta Gerwig, Ryan Johnson, Martin Scorsese, uh, Patty Jenkins, Steve McQueen, Zack Snyder, Taika Waititi, and more. Oh, I bet all. I mean, I bet all the movie people are like, "Yeah, why would we, we yeah. got to get this thing signed?" Obviously, they want to keep their jobs. Yeah, but I, I will say that you know, movies do, um, do play a big part in people's lives or the entertainment mm-hmm. uh, scene in general. I mean. Look at us, for goodness sake, we're, we're doing a podcast on movies, comic books, TV shows, etc. right? Mm-hmm. And I just think it does bring, I know it's, it's just fun, right? And when all the craziness of life is going on, you're like, uh, let's just watch a movie, you know? Yeah. So I can respect that. Yeah. yeah. To be fair, though, I mean, the directors have a lot of money. They could just <laughs> <laughs> True. Pay, pay for some theater stuff. Yeah, but yeah, I just thought that was kind of cool to see them, you know, band together because, you know, with the pandemic going on, yeah, especially the movie theaters. Some might say we're all in this together. <laughs> Some might say that. Uh, was Zach Efron's name on the Sorry, list? If, That's the yeah, real question. If I, sang, if I had sang that, people that would have understood that quote, but that was a little Zach Efron, Troy Bolton. Yeah. Don't want to get copyrighted for music. The OG. <laughs> the best of Zephron. Yeah. <laughs> but now we got a we got a, a fair amount of Marvel news this week. Okay, let's tackle it head on, baby. So yeah. uh so it's looking like for the Hawkeye series that's supposed to come out, I guess originally scheduled, that was fall of twenty twenty one. Who knows when that's gonna happen now. But it looks like rumors that the the villain in that will be Madame Mask, who is uh, one of the heads oh, really? of the the Magia in Marvel Comics, if you're unfamiliar. Uh, she, uh, Madame Mask is uh, she's primarily an Iron Man villain mm-hmm. and she was the head of the Magia which in Marvel is just the Mafia because mm-hmm. of the Compass mm-hmm. Code Authority they couldn't use the, the Mafia, mafia. <laughs> so they created the Magia just one little letter the change <laughs> and so it's looked like looking like that she would be the villain in that series or is rumored to be there is also a rumor that they will uh, also for the Hawkeye series recast Mockingbird and if you're familiar with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. the character her name is bobby in the show i can't remember her last name she's Bobby's spe- on fire she's yeah no stuff. i'll get that that's yeah. a very deep track well, i won't say it either <laughs> yeah and so uh she was uh she was that in the television series which is not really canon in the mcu but uh it's looking like it's rumored that she's going to be recast in this hawkeye series because in the comics she's hawkeye's like one of one of his main love interests later in the comics and is also kind of just oh. like a uh not captain america-esque but kind of just like this Character with no superpowers fighting crime. Okay, okay, okay. that's cool. Madame Mask also well, was more of an anti-hero. Like she was kind of on the good side most of the time with Tony Stark, old school comics. But I don't know. And, you know, people switch around. Yeah, they'll make they'll make it a yeah. twist on it. I'm guessing. But, but uh, in other news, uh, someone has uh, been cast for the Miss Marvel series that's uh, coming to Disney Plus. Uh, unknown actor Iman Villani has been cast as Kamala Khan. 
if you're unaware of who Miss Marvel is, she's a more recent addition to the comics around 2013. And she is like very a, recent. Yeah. yeah and mm-hmm. so she is like, uh, here, let me, I, I did some research cause I didn't know a ton about her. Cause I have a friend who really likes her. She was uh, like a Pakistani, a Muslim Pakistani American immigrant living in New Jersey that got affected by a uh, Terrigen mist. And so she, her powers are a bit, are inhuman, but her powers are kind of like uh, Mr. Fantastics where she can stretch and morph her body into like any shape. Or if you're going from the DC side of things, rub a band man <laughs> or have you guys ever heard of him yeah, yeah. do you mean plastic Remember, man no no for static no, shock no it's um because um, static shock you know kids movie wb kids yes, right it was yes, more yes, in the yes, dc yes. right and static shock was that was the teenager who had the electrical powers and one of the one of the guys that he would always fight was the rubber band or, well actually rubber band man was actually uh he was kind of anti-hero but he had the same powers and yeah that's fan- mr fantastic anyways but he was side evil. <laughs> no, no yeah. he was an- anti-hero, anti-hero. <laughs> Yeah, and so she has been cast, and that is supposed to schedule. I think twenty late, either late twenty, no, twenty twenty two is the one that is supposed okay, to come okay. out. Bless you, TJ. Thank you. That's COVID for you. And then you was negative. <laughs> uh, in more Marvel news, Doctor Strange two: Multiverse of Madness is supposed to start filming either at the end of October or early November, which is in a few weeks. And yeah, de- already October, which is also when Mandalorian's coming out. Dang, we're already there. I know. Can't wait, baby. Yeah. And then uh, I guess the, the biggest news for Marvel this week is that Jamie Foxx is confirmed now to come back as Electro in the upcoming Spider-Man 3 with Tom Holland. Uh, yeah, uh, I think Jamie Foxx is very talented. I mean, he can sing. Uh, he can dance. He can dance. He can jam. He does great impersonations. If you haven't heard his Doc Rivers impersonation. Oh, Doc Rivers. It's hilarious. <laughs> um, I think he did, he, he did it on like Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Fallon, one of those shows but um i did not like him as electro no i just did not like that electro yeah i didn't like that electro at all it was just eh, like it it was like weird motivation kind of yeah flying teleporting guy like that's not electro at all i didn't like it he's very very poorly characterized because like i said i agree with christian i think jamie fox is talented and i think he did a fine job but they characterized him weird he was the blue. His look is just yeah. awful. He looks like a like a blowfish, or I don't know. He just looks a little weird to me. Yeah, yeah. With all that, with all the blue, it just it looked yeah like yeah. something out of the ocean. Yeah, and so I was a little. I'm like, oh, I don't really like hearing that because you know, amazing. I didn't really like Amazing Spider-Man too. Like it has some good moments, but overall, I'm just like, oh, this isn't great. Yeah, not yeah. to say that Andrew Garfield didn't do a good job as Spider-Man. I thought he did yeah, mm-hmm. as the as, specifically as the Amazing Spider-Man, which is different from the OG OG Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So. Um. Yeah. Mm, I. I. I hope not. If if they do cast him again, I just hope they don't make but, him blue. I yeah. Hope. Well, that's the first thing he said. He's like, I'm not gonna be blue in this movie. Nice. Okay. Because one of the because apparently Kevin Feige really enjoyed him in uh Amazing Spider-Man two. Not Electro, but he really enjoyed Jamie Fox in that. Okay, and so okay. he was kind of the one that kind of pushed for that. But there's been uh, actually going back. Oh, I have another thing, but. Kevin Feige actually in 2014 he gave feedback on the Amazing Spider-Man 2 before it was released and the reason we know all this is because there's the the Sony hack in 2014 when North Korea hacked Sony and released a bunch of things. <laughs> Thank you North Korea. We needed that. No way. <laughs> but, uh, so, but he gave it's uh, <laughs> funny. But he gave a lot of suggestions to Amazing Spider-Man Wait, can 2. I, can I just really quickly just imagine like the North Korea conference room like hmm, what can we do? 
let's hack Sony and release the product, <laughs> release the info to the public. Well, it's like, that'll get on. Well, the reason they hacked him, because that's when the, the interview was coming out. Oh, yeah. That's the reason they hacked him. I remember that. Because uh, it's James Franco, Seth uh, Rogen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they go to North Korea for the interview. That's why they hacked him. Comedy. Oh, that's funny. So, anyways. Gotta love politics. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, so he gave them a bunch of suggestions for the movie, which they kind of inherently ignored would you like me to read some of the suggestions mm-hmm. suggestions he gave some them lessons, a couple of suggestions so it's like there are too many storylines and we need to choose these are kevin feige's words by the mm-hmm. way it's like there are too many storylines and we need to choose which ones we we're focusing on and lift out the other ones i.e could reduce father father arc to Jester roosevelt and then he's like cut out yeah. uh could cut yeah. out plane crash and richard destroying spiders and start on armored car don't start with spider-man uh, le- le- mm-hmm. yeah, these are very movie specific. Yes, yeah, seems like mm-hmm. tone down, uh, tone down Paul Giamatti performance, so he seems a bit more menacing and less cartoonish. Is that a Green Goblin? No, yeah. that's Rhino. Rhino. Oh, oh. Paul Giamatti I is totally, the actor. I oh, that's right. That. I forgot that he's in that I, movie. I seen, yeah, I just haven't seen this movie in so long because I didn't love yeah, it. Not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, really love Electro. Feels like you may not need the scene in his apartment, which makes him seem completely crazy and hard to relate to. Yeah. Yep. What's it called? There could be a better way to reveal that Peter's missing graduation. Maybe when you cut to Gwen to cut to the wide shot. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm just, just looking through. Why wow. do we? These get, yeah, these, yeah, those, those, are, I mean, those this, are some good suggestions. This goes on for a page. Yeah, so he, uh, he definitely, he was very aware of the movie and wanted to make some changes, obviously. And, and Marvel's like, nah. Or excuse me, Sony was like, nah. But if, I don't know if, then, if he's able to bring back Jamie Foxx in a positive way. I don't think they should go as far as the green suit in the original comics with the that green and yellow with, with, the, yeah, with the lightning bolt <laughs> star head mask. No, don't do that. I don't but know. They can modernize them. Yeah. I don't know how they're going to do it. I mean, this is how it is for a lot of superheroes. Like, I don't know how you'd actually do Electro versus Spider-Man in, in like a real life thing. Cause it's just, if he zaps you, you're dead. And if Spider-Man punches you, you're going to be knocked out. So it's like kind of a one hit fight. Um, well, well, I think like, that was one of the things of um, like Electro uh, that they had to do in the comics. And it's one of those things that works in comics because you can like be dodging for a couple frames and mm-hmm, then like have mm-hmm. some cool thing. But it's like as an actual fight, like Spider-Man can't really fight Electro. He just dodges him. Of, it mm-hmm. kind of worked in the in the second movie, though. Like, I don't remember the well, action sequences being so bad that I'm like, oh, this didn't work. Well, but, I think it helped because. Electro could fly around, and that's, so it was like. Yeah, well, I think it depends on how you characterize Electro. Do you give him like he was an Amazing Spider-Man too, where he's just an electric ball that can kind of teleport and fly everywhere, mm-hmm. or do you go? He's just a man with electric powers. Because I think either way you go, you have different uh, things you have to focus on. Because if he's just a man, I think you can make that interesting. You just have to be more creative with it. And obviously, as when he's just mm-hmm. like a ball of energy, that kind of gives him a little more power. But yeah. I think. The solution is somewhere in the middle between these two. Yeah. Where he has some of those powers of being all electric, but he's still a human. And I think in like later comics, like Spider-Man's entire suit is rubberized. And so yeah. that's why he so can. So he's able to fight a little bit better little. against Electro. So yeah, if they could, if they could make Electro like just kind of like the electricity helps him like also be like a cool fighter. So it's like punches or kicks. And he's, he's got some extra oomph in the yeah, punch. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. As well as maybe some shooting laser. But that might be like drains him or something like that yeah. so he can't just do anything he wants but uh there's but, a lot of options yeah <laughs> but now with another villain added it's i think looking very more possible for the ability for the the sinister possibility, possibility of a sinister six because yeah, he is there he is you know one of the uh, og yeah. founders because I, I still say wait i know i've mentioned this well, before but I, st- I still say hold off 
to well, bring them together yeah. until the fourth movie. Yeah, I don't think they would do it in this third okay, movie. Hopefully, because because you know they haven't introduced if they're introducing a character. More. We still need Goblin, Doc Ock, and yeah, who am I missing? And Craven. Craven. No, so the, oh, and we can have a Craven movie. Didn't we talk about this? Yeah, yeah. there's the, the the one happening at Sony. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that news, but I guess well the original Sinister Six was Doc Ock, mm-hmm. Sandman. Yeah. Oh, Elect- Sandman. Who am yeah. I? Yeah. yeah. Doc Ock, Sandman, Sandman. Electro, Vulture, uh, Mysterio, Miss. Mysterio, Mysterio. Yes. Craven, and Craven. Yes. There was so, no, who am I thinking of? So there's no Goblin. There's Green Goblin was never part oh, of this. Right. He's not part of it. And Scorpion technically wasn't either. Scorpion yeah, was just no. a different villain, though they might incorporate him yeah. in this Sinister Six. There's been different versions of the Sinister Six, but right now in the MCU con- confirmed villains, we have Mysterio. I don't think he's dead, or mm-hmm. he'll just come back and is a different dude. Yeah. Then we have the Vulture. We have uh, the Scorpion, mm-hmm. and we have Electro. Now that's for four confirmed in the MCU. Yeah. And if Sony starts doing the Sony verse with Craven, with, with Venom, with Morbius, they can bring in. Yeah. They can bring in because they, they got to do Doc Ock though. Doc Ock is a classic villain. Honestly, I I would say I think it's really a tie up between Green Goblin and Doc Ock. Which of the two is Spider Man's main anti villain? Yes. Like Green yes. Goblin is there, but Doc Gre- Ock has always been yes, there. Yes, because mm-hmm. the the thing with we might I might be delving too far into this Marvel stuff, so we'll switch off in a second. But <laughs> uh, the thing with Spider Man and Doc Ock is the relationship between Doc Ock and Aunt May, right? Yeah. So there's that, right? And then uh, Green Goblin is the, uh, obviously is Norman Osborn, right? And that's the father of his best of friend his best Harry. Friend. But and then Harry becomes Green. So the reason why those two villains are so powerful is because there's the family ties. That's so very it could true. Go, it could go that either is way. Very true. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just one more thing to say. It's also actually hinted at now that we could be getting a live action Spider Verse because uh, there was a tweet that Jamie Fox mm. uh, gave that he later deleted. That kind of said hashtag Spider Verse or something. Oh like yeah, that. I do remember yeah. that. And uh, and you know it, it, there was a Marvel kind of saying like, yeah, we're kind of looking forward to doing more projects, uh, more projects with Sony. And so Spider Verse live action could actually happen now. Okay, I mean, bring in I, Toby, baby. I won't, I won't be. Oh, yes. I would be down. Bring with in that Andrew. Kind of thing. Bring him in. Mm-hmm. As long as as long as we keep uh, Miles Morales and and that crew in the cartoon, because I I love Into the Spider Verse, and mm-hmm. I think it Great really movie. really fits with that. Uh, yeah, that's true. I think it's. I don't, it's I don't own, want them to become live. Its own great separate thing. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I imagine like they'll probably bring a Miles Morales into the multiverse, but it won't necessarily be associated with the cartoon but, multiverse. Yeah, I don't but know. Miles Morales is technically already in the MCU because uh, you guys remember in Spider Man Homecoming when he goes to uh, Childish Gambino, Donald Glover, he's like. Where's the weapons? He is, uh, he's, he's the Prowler. That, yeah, you're he, right. What you're is right. it? What is and his name? Prowl- and the Prowler is uh, Aaron, the Aaron Davis. The, the Prowler right. yeah. is the uncle, uncle of, of Miles Morales. Yeah, Miles. And in that, in, in that scene, he's like, yeah, I don't want these weapons in its neighborhood. He's like, I got a nephew here. So, yes. so technically, oh, great, great find. I, I totally remember that scene now. Wait, Donald Glover's the Prowler? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's him. Cause totally. He, Cause he buy, he's buying weapons from the, the Vulture's crew. And he's like, I don't want any well, I mean, guns. we haven't seen him become Prowler. Yeah, but no, yeah, no, no. but he is the character Aaron Davis, the Prowler. I see. There's I also see. that scene in Spider-Man Homecoming when he's like talking about, well, what are the things you guys like? We got this, this, and this. We got climbers. He's like, what climbers? And yeah. so, uh, so it was foreshadowing. Classic. So, you know, we got, uh, you got a lot in the, the Spider-Man yeah. that they could set up. But anyways, that's, that's the, it for the, for the news this week. Should we move on finally to our topic? Let's do a topic of the day, baby. And so, what, what are we talking about this week? Yu-Gi-Oh! 
was going to try and do it a little less, a little less loud, a little less noise. Does anyone? Okay. Do you guys know what that's from? Uh, so, oh, because I know what I, I, I know what it's, I don't know what it's from, but obviously I've heard it in a movie recently. That's a, that's an old movie. No it's, an, it's an old school movie. I, was, I want, I want to say it's what's up doc, but it's not what's no, up doc, not. but it's that style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, anyways, it'll come no to me later. On, so but yes. Anyways, we're talking about the beloved. Yeah, we'll say beloved. The beloved TV show Yu Gi Oh. We're not talking mm-hmm. about any spinoffs. We're just talking about the original Yu Gi Oh TV show, two thousand to two thousand four. Yeah, spinoffs are not worth it. I don't know. Have you actually? We haven't watched any of the spinoffs. But that, that's how you know it's not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're talking about Yu Gi Oh. So what is Yu Gi Oh? It's a dueling card game, which uh, actually is. Also contains the fate of the world in every single duel. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it contains the fate of the world because if if Yugi, uh, Yugi. <laughs> if he loses, right, then he uh, can't go on to obtain all the Millennium items, etc., etc. Can't the, stop and the Millennium and the Millennium items contain a power that can save the world or um, destroy it or destroy the world. Uh, yeah, I would say if if you don't know what Yu Gi Oh is, it will be a little difficult to follow the uh storyline yeah well okay. to follow what what Anything. we're saying necessarily yeah, but, but i let, guess let, let me try it here I, so ancient uh old uh ancient world <laughs> well, well, I, well, I think maybe even before we get to that we should start out that in real life Yu-Gi-Oh is a card game yeah trading card it's game. a trading card game where you can uh, did it start as the card game or is the show started as a card started as the card game i believe which would then turn into a manga series which then turned into the tv show oh clever and so but anyways it's uh it's a card game where clever you, yugi <laughs> where you put uh where you pit monsters against each other to to fight and you're trying to take out the other person's life points mm-hmm. and then in the tv show this game exists and is kind of the, in holographic forms like so you can the monsters come to life when you in uh, visuals mm-hmm. when you battle when yes. you battle but then they actually come to life when, when later on when you have the shadow realm Yes, and but, but the basis is, for the TV yeah. show is ancient world. All these monsters run around normal. A bunch of wizards come together, trap them inside these kind of tablets, giant stones. stone tablets, mm-hmm. and then the wizards start fighting each other, using the monsters, releasing the monster to like fight another monster, and they create this duels out of it. Is what it's called. Eventually, uh, you know, we modernize. Those are all kind of thrown away, and this guy Pegasus comes up. It realizes this, creates the dual monster in the card game. But then, and so then, like, kind of harnesses this ancient Egyptian energy. Uh, this is where the Millennium Puzzles come from, the Egyptian god cards and things like Which that. Which are powerful uh, ancient Egyptian items, items. that yeah, so, contain power. But So I guess to, to summarize that quickly, monsters that existed in ancient Egypt, they got trapped into tablets by magicians. Fast, fast forward to the present day. Uh, Pegasus learns about this and creates the card game in the real life. Based on those things, exactly. Yes. And then, but then... If you have a Millennium item, though, you can change the duel that you're having, which is just supposed to be holograms, into a real one, like back in ancient Egypt. Yes, and so something... So people can die. Yes, because yeah. in or this... Or be sent to the Shadow Realm. Yes. they're trapped forever. Yeah, and so in this, this world, in ancient Egypt, they would duel with these monsters with magic, and, fi- and the loser of these duels would go to the Shadow Realm, which essentially, your soul leaves your body and you and die. you're, you're trapped. Scared. So unless you're Gakora, would... then you can get out whenever you want. Oh, we'll, we'll talk about that <laughs> because he is the Shadow Realm. <laughs> and so, yes, that is uh, the ancient. That is what exactly the the story. Uh, that's what the dueling story is. 
but it focuses on these main characters. And who are these main characters? So <laughs> you got you got uh, Yu-Gi-Oh, who's Yugi, who's the main. Uh, he's the main character, right? And he is he's part. He has this Millennium Puzzle, um, and in the Millennium Puzzle resides the spirit of the ancient Egyptian pharaoh. Mm-hmm. And when Yu-Gi-Oh duels, he turns into this spirit and the spirit is yami yugi yami right? so he also got, has a name which we won't spoil um then you have kaiba who's like the Ugh. quote the best card duelist in the world obviously you have pegasus who's the guy who created the duel a monsters card game but then we get we have to get into our personal favorite um Joey. Joey. <laughs> yugi has this group of friends and without this group of friends let's just say he would never have been able to save the world because his friends tie him together and give him something worth fighting for like they protect him from the evils of pegasus of other so we got we <laughs> we have a oh my gosh Taya. Mm-hmm. Who's like kind of like the moral center, normal one gives never gives up on yeah, anybody. She, she doesn't really play the card game at the beginning. Mm-mm. We have Tristan, who's just the idiot along for the ride. <laughs> he, he's kind of like he's kind of like the. Uh, he, he, I, come on, Joey! That's a terrible move. He's kind of like the. He's like the, honestly, the, he, he's an enforcer who sucks at enforcing. Yeah. <laughs> he's kind of like the, the the tall, pretty boy. That's pretty ripped, and he's kind of like you. You look at him at first, and you're like, "This guy's a chump," but then you realize, "No, he has heart." But yeah. he's also just kind of a an idiot, a bumbling idiot. Yeah, a lot he doesn't of the time. play much either. No. Um, and then and then you have Joey. Well, uh, then you, you have Joey's Joey. sister. You got Joey's sister. She's Serenity. later on. But um, let's then, get my yes. We we don't we don't we don't need to focus on some of those but, other ones. But <laughs> the, I guess essentially the main four is Yugi. Joey, Taya, Tristan, and Kaiba. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say that's five. 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 <laughs> and you, you have the four group of friends, and then you have, and Kaiba. Then you have Kaiba. Which Kaiba always plays an interesting role in it. But we love Joey because Joey is maybe the worst uh, dueler there is. <laughs> um, but he keeps winning because he learns how to play the game. And, and he overcomes and he gets, some of his inadequacies. And, and, and also, dumb luck. Literally. Yeah, that's a good one. Every oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold up, hold up. You don't know that one? I know it. I know it. It's, uh, we made a lot of references to this movie already in this in this episode. Oh, uh, Harry Potter. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. But it's true. I don't think I'm trying to think if there's a single. There's maybe like three duels Joey has. Joey has, and Joey has a ton of duels uh, where he doesn't win by some sort of roll of the dice, random chance thing. Yeah. That there's always. Oh man, I hope I get a six, otherwise I'm screwed. Or yeah. he uses Time Wizard, and the Time Wizard saves him. Yeah, exactly. If you're familiar with the card game, you know you know what Time Wizard does. But, but yeah, so those are the main four characters. Also, I just I just want to bring up five. This I was missing that. <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh was like the aftermath of Pokemon, right? People yeah. were very into Pokemon. Mm-hmm. They had the cards. They had they watched the show Ash Ash Ketchum, you know, oh, um, and then as they matured. Um, it kind of went into boom. You at least that's how for me it was. Like in the second, like kindergarten through second grade, I was into Pokemon. Then third, fourth grade, I was into into Yu Gi Oh. Mm-hmm. Right, and then uh, watching the TV show was just an added bonus. So, Honestly, yeah. And so the story follows uh, the main four group of friends with Kaiba learning in the background, <laughs> and kind of follows their adventures in dueling. Yeah, Kaiba's an antihero for sure. Yeah, yeah. he is. But I guess do you guys kind of want to summarize or talk about the little bit the the story arcs we get in the, in the five different seasons? We have we have some great story arcs. Yeah. Um, so number one, what do you guys think about first season, which is Duelist Kingdom and uh, the the villain of this? Yeah. Yugi you you boy. So <laughs> I'd say. Uh, solid quick summary here is Pegasus is the main villain. 
he traps Yugi's grandfather in the shadow realm and then multiple other people in the shadow realm along the way. Mm -hmm. And Yugi and his friends travel to uh, this dual island where there's a tournament going on. Whoever wins the tournament uh, gets, a bunch of gets a bunch of money. Um, some a other glory, eternal glory, yeah, <laughs> eternal glory. <laughs> um, and uh, obviously, Yugi and his friends want to win so that they can uh, save Yugi's save grandfather. Yugi's grandfather. And then Joey wants some of the money so he can save his sister from an operation that she has of potentially Blinded. going blind. And yeah, and then Kaiba's brother Mokuba is trapped in the shadow realm, and so he wants to win it for that reason. So they all they all want to face the Pegasus. Mm -hmm. Uh, to save someone that they that they love, basically, and they do. And I think it's important to point out the very first episode, uh, like Pegasus isn't, isn't there at all. It's Yugi versus Kaiba. Mm -hmm. Kaiba wrecks um, Yugi's grandfather, grandfather, and Yugi pulls out Exodia to win uh, to win the duel, and so and banishes Kaiba's evil evil part from him. So Yugi and Kaiba have this throughout the entire series, this very rocky relationship. Yeah, it's, it's a, it's a uh, rivalry. The rivalry. Mm -hmm. It is the rivalry. It's Batman. It's like, no, not Batman versus Joker because Batman Joker, is, and Robin. <laughs> Joker is, is evil, but it's, yeah, it's a big rivalry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I was just, I was just going to say, what do you, what do you guys think about the duels in this season with all that happens? The, these, this is my second favorite season. Um, mm -hmm. The duels in this one, I'm very, I really like because you, this is the introduction of all these different creatures. And I love the, every new duelist there's like, one guy who really focuses on water. There's one guy who only uses bugs and other dinosaurs. Uh, and or water. Water. Uh, what's what's the water guy's name? I can't remember his uh, name. Fisherman guy. Yeah. Oh, did, you, did you say water? Yeah, I already said oh. water. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's like you get all the, and you get to see them all for the first time. And one of the strengths, big strengths of the first season is every duel doesn't last six episodes. Um, that is true. Yeah. Usually the major duels would last two max. I think Pegasus was the longest one, five. Yeah. Five or six. It was five? Was it really? I think yeah. it was five. Mm -hmm. Wow. And that was that was okay because, you know, it was the big final one. But it was the 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 duels moved forward a lot. It wasn't a lot of dialogue. Um and you just gotta see oh sorry, go. Yeah, go. it's just fun. You get to see cool monsters yeah. and great I mean, strategy is one another topic for <laughs> a different thing but it's just really really fun stuff yeah you just get a, it's it's cool visuals cool monsters fighting monsters mm -hmm. um you you dive into uh the different character arcs the motivations behind each character um the support that each character gives one another and then um you just kind of see oh wait there's there's something underlying there you don't you see oh this guy's not just bad like there's there's reasons behind that that you didn't necessarily see before and it and it creates a, a larger story, mm -hmm. right? Kind of how I feel like in, in all the seasons, right? There's each individual story and then there's an overlying arc in a different TV show series, right? So there is that, but then there's an overlying story that goes throughout all five seasons as well, which is really cool. And I think they do a good job at incorporating. They really, I love how they, because everybody gets character development. I don't think there's, Okay. So there's uh, we should say there's 50 episodes in the season. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a long season. I guess they're all 20 minutes, mm -hmm. right? But, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, but like every character, all the main characters get some character development where they have to overcome stuff and learn things. And then as we go through later seasons, even start some um, of the bad guys start getting their own character development. Exactly. Like classic villains like Weevil and Rex. Uh, and later seasons start developing a little more, and mm -hmm. kind of you see more sides. Of, like it's just very very well done. Yeah, yeah. Because I was I was gonna point out with like. Yugi, his, his whole thing is he wants to save his grandfather, like you kind of talked about, and that's what drives him. You see Joey's fighting because his sister needs an operation to uh, keep her eyesight, and so that's why he's doing. You get to see Kaiba 
And what I say is the first season, you only re- really get to see Kaiba in his, his best form because he's doing everything for Mokaba. And like mm-hmm. after he kind of learns his lesson and then later seasons, he kind of digresses goes back. <laughs> and it goes back. <laughs> but you get to see him fighting for that. And then you also get to see, I think even for the villain, Pegasus has his own character development as well. Yeah. A lot of it happens after that season, though. Yeah. But a lot of it is also in that season, too. Because you also get to see like more, more towards the end, yeah, yeah more towards the end. But you you understand why he's doing it and kind of why mm-hmm. he has the view of the world that he does. But I guess let's talk about the Millennium items for a second. Okay. So w- what are the Millennium Millennium items a little Oof. bit, and how do they like? I know we talked about their uh, the Egyptian uh, ancient Egyptian. That's how they did dueling. But how do these Millennium items uh, f- uh, fall into that? I guess. Hmm, let's let's see. I would say yeah. Each one uh, basically is a is a source of a source of power and mm-hmm. has its own um its own function yeah. right so mm-hmm. for example there's pegasus who has mm-hmm. a millennium eye who can see the cards of the duelists um that he is playing or he can he can see the mind uh, rather of yeah. the duelist that he's facing and then in turn see the cards that they have right then you have the millennium puzzle which contains the spirit of the pharaoh you have the millennium like rod which can like just sh- shock people or no uh, so the millennium rod is the one that you see the future i thought no no so no that's the that's the necklace the necklace necklace. yeah so see they all are they all functions and special powers special powers there's they're they're all magic essentially and they kind of you can kind of use almost i think all of them to create advantage the advantage but also to create a shadow game yeah Yeah. which Mm kind of sets the stakes but like christian said the millennium puzzle it has the it has the soul of the pharaoh, but it also gives you like it's kind of like the one that gives you more intelligence, and you can vanquish darkness with it. Okay, it's a positive, uh, positive. So yeah, one. in the Millennium Eye, that's the one that can it can read minds essentially. Yeah, because so does the key. No, no, the the key can enter minds, but not read minds. Oh, so like uh, the, the the Millennium Eye kind of gives you uh not telepathic and uh, psychic powers a little bit, mm. and uh, M- Millennium Ring. Uh, this one, that one is what the, what's the one Pakura has also contains an evil, well, he, it contains an evil spirit, not a yes, good spirit, like a good spirit. <laughs> but it can kind of, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I need to look this one up. I don't remember. Uh, I just thought it contained the evil spirit. It contained the evil spirit, but it, it has something else. It also, well, I guess what the, the wiki says it, the wiki's wiki, not wiki, wiki, I can, <laughs> wiki, wiki, I cannot uh, pronounce things wiki, today. Wiki. But like it, it, it always attracts uh, to the owner, so the owner can always find the ring. So that's like right, once you right. have it, it's yours forever. The key can enter a person's mind okay. and search for it, but can also change a person's mind. It can change their soul and make them a puppet. Oh, okay. and then you have the you well, have the rod. That's what Malik uses. Yeah, the rod yeah. is mind control. That's the, right. the rod mind control. Lots people. of stuff with the mind here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> The necklace uh, is the future, and then the scale judges people and sees how much darkness is in their, in nice, their hearts. Nice. But throughout this series, we see the the many different Millennium items, and it's kind of like almost every new season, somebody has a new Millennium mm-hmm. item, which kind of changes the the way people duel in this game. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it just it it allows you to know more about this ancient Egyptian universe and how it plays a role um, in these duels, and um, just gives you yeah that bigger story arc. That you're kind of trying to figure out as you go along and watch and you're like wait what's what's going on what's what's the end goal here and so these millennium items are part of that exactly and that's yeah. what's really cool you don't like stuff we've said like you don't find this out till like third fourth season kind of mm-hmm. stuff or the last mm-hmm. season even so cool how they really build it up yeah and so i guess what do you think about the duels in general that the duels that we get throughout this and kind of the the, the games that they, they play well, with the duel before that i know we we you asked the question about each season individually mm-hmm. i say 
we don't necessarily have to talk about each one individually. We just kind of briefly mentioned a summary of the first. Um, but then, yeah, I think what we can kind of say for the rest of the seasons is they just kind of build upon that first season. Like mm-hmm. we said, introduce more Millennium items. You have more monsters. Um, there's side stories, just overall develop, uh, developing characters and then leading to the end story of, you know, quote, saving the world. So that's basically what's, what's going, what's on, going on, on in yeah. these in these seasons. So sorry, back to so, the so question. So as far as those duels go, then um, mm. that I think is they always have to, that is one of the challenges that they had in Yu-Gi-Oh! was they had to keep upping the ante keep up in the kind of monsters and the the power of monsters because like blue eyes white dragon in the first season is the best dual monster yes but, mm-hmm. uh, without obviously when exodia gets taken out of but then in the second season you introduce the egyptian god cards and now these are the most powerful creatures mm-hmm. um but so what one of the things i think that they they struggled with and it was hard is they're like oh shoot like we really need like for example joey <laughs> poor joey has a really crappy deck and it's like to he begin has, with yeah to begin with and it's like he has to get some powerful monsters. So he's able to get Red Eyes Black Dragon. Because you, you give it to him? No. So he defeats Rex. And because he oh, defeats Rex right. in the first season, because Rex made a wager. It's like, let's trade our, our most powerful car. cards. And he gets Red Eyes then. That's mm-hmm. right. That's right. But Red Eyes is only like 2,400. Uh, Blue Eyes is 3,000. So it's not until, I think it's in season three, randomly, Joey also has Guilford the Lightning, who has 3,000. And it's just as strong as um, the Blue Eyes White Dragon. And so it's like, what was, what was the most powerful early on suddenly yes. just becomes kind of normal mm. as things go on. I but, think that's one of the weaknesses. But I think the reason, well, I would say, yeah, like Blue Eyes has the most attack power, but the reason the Blue Eyes is also coveted is it's because there's only three of them in yeah, the entire world. world. So and they're, they're rare. They're as well. rare. And, and Kaiba has all of them. And Kaiba's the, the only typical. one that has all of them. And he ripped up the fourth one. Yeah, what, what was he doing? Why didn't he just be like. Oh, actually, I'm going to keep this. going to hold on to it. <laughs> it was his pride. But, like, I think going on with the, those duels, we get to see, I think, strategy change each time. Because, like TJ said, they up the antes, and, like, part of that is making it with more real consequences on the line. Because it's like, ah, oh, you get your soul sent to the Shadow Realm. But you also get many duels where they will get murdered if they don't win. Like, for yeah, example, oh, the, the magician duel, uh, the magician duel. That's one. Well, that one is your soul gets sent well, to the shadow realm. But there's the duel between him and, and Joey. Oh, where they're going to get sent to the bottom of the, the lake because they're both chained up. And it's like whoever loses gets sent to the bottom of the lake. You have one. I, I just watched this the other day. He faces uh, an eliminator. This is in season one called yeah. Panic. Yeah. Who has, oh, uh, yeah. With he, fire. he has fire bl- blasting at him. And it's like, I will burn you if we, if we don't play this duel and win. Which it doesn't matter because he wins and tries to burn him anyway. But then his Millennium, Millennium puzzle, puzzle. <laughs> the Millennium puzzle protects him, and then he straight up murders the dude. Like, no, uh, he just does a mind melt. <laughs> like he is, uh, but the guy disappears. He's not there. He's dead. Well, you got to do what you got to do to he send was, people to the shadow. He was a bad guy. But yeah. I guess going back is like not only do they have those stakes, but they always show the strategy change, and they show especially with Yugi. That he, mm-hmm. They refer to him as the king of games because he is the best in the world. Yes. He is, some might say, the best of the best of the best. <laughs> yes. He but he's the best. And so each new battle he has faced, he always comes up with a new strategy that helps him win it, mm-hmm. which I think keeps building upon each duel. Yeah. And that they, the strategy keeps getting better keeps and better. It, keeps it fresh, you know, yeah, from season to season. And that's what's cool about the holograms, which, you know, we can't do in real life is like, Yugi destroys the moon in one episode uh, to win to win a duel. Not the real moon. Not no. the real moon. The moon that was in the game. That was in the game. That was yeah. And there's like another in the one with panic. That's where the the shadow, the giant um, castle, the castle comes and crushes the monster. You know, can't happen in the real game. But that's one of the blessings of the movie <laughs> or, <laughs> or the, the TV, TV show. show. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so what do you guys think about, let's talk about villains in this. What do you think about the villains in this series? Man, I think the villains are great. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll focus on, I mean, Pegasus, who, who definitely is the main villain in season one. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of understand, oh, maybe he wasn't quite the villain that we thought, but he does a good job in, the, in, in his, uh, or, or I should say, the director and producers, they did a good job portraying Pegasus as, as that main villain. Oh, Yugi boy. <laughs> yeah, and just kind of like very, very condescending, very demeaning, very witty and clever. And he's the creator, right? Um, and then in season two, you got uh, Merrick. Merrick, that's it. Not Malik. Uh, that's Malik. Yeah. You got Merrick and then you realize, wait, there's an evil side of Merrick that's even worse. And then you got, uh, and he, Merrick is associated with the Millennium stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got Bakura, who's the evil overall villain. I mean, the I, villains are just guys you watch and you're like, man, I do not want them to win. They, they, you look at them and you're like, these guys look messed up and yeah, just they're evil. evil. Yeah. I, I, think, I think my favorite is uh, Bakura, definitely. Agreed. And Agreed. I love how, because you don't even realize till like, Probably season three, season maybe season four, that Bakura is actually the biggest bad guy of them all. Like he's like it's it's really like it's really more not until really season five that we're that's when they explore it. But that's when you realize he is one they've been building towards this, this whole entire time. Because well, it, it. it kind of alludes to it in season two. Yes, it definitely when, does. When the evil side of Merrick, right, the evil spirit of uh, right, the the Millennium Rod has mm-hmm. basically turned. Merrick evil and there's an evil and good side of him and the evil side is taken over right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that evil side would have ruled the world right so like, yeah you could have said yes that Merrick was the worst right and he would have ruled the world and he faces Bakura right in a shadow in duel. A shadow duel and he beats Bakura he does and kills him sends him to the shadow realm but as Bakura is disappearing he's like you cannot defeat darkness like I am darkness yeah right and so you're like what he's laughing evilly as he's being sent to the shadow realm and it's kind of it's kind of confusing. So they did allude to it. They mm-hmm. did. They really did. And that's, I love that about it. Yeah. I mean, as far as like season three and four of those, I think are the weakest ones in terms of villains. Like, yeah, we got, mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, you got the, what I is say it? Season four is the weakest villain. Darts. Darts, Darts. isn't the, much of a bad but, guy. But you can't think, but you can't forget about the seal of Ori. The seal of Ori Calco. Well, honestly, season four is just kind of season three and four are just kind of a step out. I feel like of the main story arcs. Well, no, season three it uh, well season three like the first half of it goes away from a bit, but it still mm-hmm. ends with Battle ends City with Tournament, which was the season all of season two. But season four definitely is just like doesn't really have much to do with Millennium anything. Well, it's it just was, like, it was here's an alien race kind of deal. It was kind of like the delay from getting it was the it was the distraction to stop the Pharaoh from completing his uh his journey of what he's doing because by the end of beginning of season four he's going to like to get, figure it all yeah, out yeah he goes to the tablet with the three egyptian god cards which is supposed to help him do something but he gets to but then distracted but he gets distracted by the seal of calcos and darts coming with all the things but mm-hmm. it was something different but yeah it's not it's it, still good like, yeah it's still season. good but it's just different from the it's different from the the overall arc of the millennia items but yeah. I think season three has some good villains with Noah and their uh, Kaiba's dad. The no- stepdad. Yeah. Noah's just really annoying. Uh, see, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes, he definitely is. Uh, and uh, I don't know. I liked it, but I, uh, I'm, I think I'm with TJ where I really just like 
the overall, I like the Egyptian side of things and the ancient side of things uh, that are all connected in, in Yu-Gi-Oh. So I like that main story as opposed to, yeah, Noah and, and the stepdad of, of, of Kaiba were good villains and they were, they were evil. And I, I, don't know, I just, I just, I just didn't like them as much. I just enjoyed though. They went to the whole virtual world and they were trapped there basically. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that's something the show does well is we get to go to so many different environments, True. not yeah. only with the duels themselves, but every new season we get to go somewhere different yeah, that we haven't experienced different dimensions Island, yeah like you get to go to the shadow realm you get to go to battle city the first one's on duelist kingdom and island you get to go to this virtual world you get to maybe season four you don't really go anywhere but then season five you're in no, all season it. four they're like going around the desert no that's season five no no season four they're running like through the train to do the seal of ori calcos they're like in random weird like but, Arizona type places. Yeah. I, haven't, I haven't focused on season four, so I don't even know. But like I say, you get to go to all these different environments and locations. And I think that could kind of just makes you feel like, oh, this is cool. We get to get to go to someplace we haven't been before. That kind of go inside coincides with the story. Yeah. And I really like that with season three. I, I was just disappointed that they split up Battle Kingdom or Battle City uh, tournament because it was like they finally get to the island and it's like, OK, this is it. This is like we're going to end it like Merrick versus Yugi kind of thing. But then they spend half a season in the, in virtual, the virtual world. world. And it's like, ah, but maybe also, timing could have been a little bit better. But I also think it helps to develop even Kaiba more as a character. Cause that's <laughs> as more, much as you can. <laughs> that's more of his arc really. Cause like, cause really the only thing that motivates Kaiba is his brother. Cause his brother gets kidnapped all the time or gets his soul stolen. <laughs> True. Yeah. There's actually, there's, I would, I was, there was something I was going to mention the theme. There's a lot of dark moments in this show where you're like, wow, that's either really sad. Very dark moments. <laughs> like, and it's like TVY seven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, I feel like with season three, you could learn more about Kaiba and his uprising and why he is the way he is because of like yes. a horrible family situation. Yes. Yeah. But, um, uh, before we go to to monsters, what was I gonna say? Um, or maybe we should just go to monsters. Yeah, I forgot. Let's, let's, let's do let's, it. Let's let's about, what do you guys think about the monsters that we we see in Yu Gi Oh? Um, some are definitely cooler than others, but all of them, <laughs> um, all of the, I just love how there's all these different types. Like, like you have a classic monster, you have fiends, you have zombies, you have you know bugs. And, you have fire fire type monsters. You have water type monsters, but uh yeah there's there's a variety of very cool monsters and monsters that that you wouldn't even like really ever think of unless you'd you'd seen it right in in the tv show um i love the dragon monsters i can understand why Mm -hmm. kaiba is all about you know dragons and his deck and everything like that and then you have like the egyptian gods which are just these super powerful creatures overall so Mm -hmm. I, i think the like all like there's a lot of just very cool monsters uh, i think the visuals of the monsters are awesome um also the 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 powers that the monsters have the sounds of the monsters like mm-hmm. it it creates yeah it's just this this own world um that's just very very unique um again i like to i do like to compare it to uh, pokemon a little bit um just cuz there's definitely similar similar vibes um mm-hmm. where, but like pokemon was more animals and these are just more like very abstract creatures um but overall very entertaining very cool and i think that it helps you get into the card games a lot more too like the like when i was a kid get into like trading cards with people and you're like oh man i got this i got this and you're working with all your friends and buddies and yeah it's just a good time the art looks really cool yes that's what's really awesome yeah and kind of adding to christian because you're able to see in the show you're like i want to get that card in real life because 
Correct me, correct me if I'm wrong. Did you ever, Christian, have a Gaia the, the Fierce Knight card? I did. Yeah. So Gaia, well, Gaia was, uh, he was classic. included in the original Yu-Gi-Oh deck, right? That mm-hmm. you could get. So he, that's, I think a lot of people did, have did have Gaia. him. Um, and then you combine it with like Curse of the Dragon, um, mm-hmm. which is always cool. But um, yeah, I, I did have that one because, you know, a lot of people had it because it was in Yu-Gi's first deck that they, that they bought. Yeah. We should also point out, we all played this card in growing up and we all have, different starter decks that we've added to christian had yugi's deck tj had kaiba's deck i had joey's deck and then we uh, subsequently added to those as we went on but yeah it's just it was just fun yeah and very uh, very nostalgic as well mm-hmm. yeah, i'm like i'm just looking through my deck like right now and i'm like how did i beat you guys all the time because Dude. i definitely won all the time but no, my deck is pretty trash no you did not <laughs> well, it's because- i really did delusion we should also point out that the the card game is played a little differently than the show because the show like monsters have more special abilities and you also because there's holograms like physics take a part of it so you can also use logic in that game so playing the game in real life is different than playing it than how it is played in the show there's my blue eyes but we also played a little differently than how the normal rules play it because we would also draw have a full hand every time yeah and, and we and then we would use different things that were incorporated in the, the actual sh- show we're yes. like okay this is how it's done the show this is how we're gonna play it exactly because you, know? uh, you had revival jam yeah and in yeah. the in the show where you can use revival jam to protect you revival jam plus jam defender is like the ultimate protection where it protects your monsters and it always comes back to life and it can't die mm-hmm. yeah and so yeah we would incorporate both but what is your guys's favorite monster and why Oh, this is a good, this is a good question. Uh, Cause I think there's, there's so, yeah, like I said before, so many cool monsters out there. I do love the introduction of more monsters in season two. I thought that was a, a, great, a great strength of season two was, mm-hmm. was the, the variety mm-hmm. of monsters that they added. Yeah. In. Cause it, also one thing in season two, I want to know is in this new tournament, the winner of each duel has to give them their, their, their most powerful card. Rarest card. Rarest and most powerful card. So that added to a lot more monsters. But sorry, continuing, mm-hmm. Christian. I will say, so out of, out of the deck that I had, um, I think my favorite one was, it's it's called Black Tyranno. And it's oh, just this. Yeah, that one's just unfair. I, I will mm-hmm. say the the art of this, of this card, it's it just, it's magnificent. I mean, it's mm-hmm. holog- like, whenever you got a quote holographic card, you're like, oh, this is the real deal, mm-hmm. right? And it's just like, yeah, it's it's basically like this Tyrannosaurus Rex who looks even more bad A than normal. It's a first edition card. So it's got the gold sticker on the bottom, super powerful card. And then it could like, if any, anytime anyone was in defense, it could attack, attack life points directly. So a very powerful card and just super cool looking. So that was my favorite card in my in my deck in the deck i think mm-hmm. overall my favorite monster this this is this is tough um i feel like i'm lebron james making a decision to go to miami <laughs> heat and like so where are you taking your talents to or like where are you going he's like uh this year uh and then he goes this is tough i'm taking my talents south beach uh i'm gonna say mm-hmm. i'll go with buster blader mm-hmm. i really buster like buster blader. blader i was thinking of buster blader. he's just yeah He's super cool looking. He's got that that dope sword. Um, every time there's a dragon on the field, he gets 500 life points. And I just remember Yugi using him in uh, against Slifer in in season two. And I'm like, man, Buster Blader is is fantastic. So, uh, and I'd have to think about that. That's that's like asking me like, 
my favorite movie. So I'd have to, I'd have to think a little bit more and I could maybe give you a top five, but that's probably, that's what I go with on, on, on the top of my head. What, what about you guys? My, in my deck, my coolest card is definitely my blue eyes, my dragon. See, I'm saying, I'm like, looking at my deck, I'm like, man, I just must be really good at Yu-Gi-Oh to win with these cards. <laughs> Dude, uh, yeah, there's no way that you beat us all the time. That happened all the time. No way. Um, mm. As far as the show, uh, I love Buster Blader. Uh, the Black Luster Soldier is a fantastic mm, I was going to say one. that. I like that. Um, I'd probably go with some of the machines, though. Like, um, I'm trying Barrel to- Dragon. No, not the barrel dragon. Oh, that was really cool though. I'm oh, trying to like remember XY, XYZ machine, the, yeah, like or, the mega robot in yeah, season two. Yeah, the mega two. robot, the, the one the, that, the, where you com, he combines the, the them all. Mag, the magna bots, magna, yeah, magna, magna warriors, warriors. One, beta, yeah. So those were that one was really cool. I really enjoyed. Um, and that was just another cool thing about the card game. Certain cards, like the two lava brothers or whatever. Oh, yeah. they they would power each other, like up. power each other out, help each other out, kind of thing. And then Yugi had the what are those three? Those three machine guys, like Alpha, Beta, yeah, and yeah, Gamma. yeah, 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 the, yeah. The, the, the the Magnet Brothers. Those, the those, Magnet are, those are the ones. Oh, yeah, yes. so, yeah, but that's not what I was thinking of. Oh, what are you, I was you thinking of, of? Remember where he fights the machine guy? Um, it's in like season other, two? It's no, I think it's in season one actually, where he fights the one of the like the machine Keith. guy. It's Bandit Keith. It's Bandit Keith. Yes, yeah. Keith Machination. Keith, I'm for Keith. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, he he, he like m- mixes up. He has something, and I think it might be in a later season where he does it, but he like has three, oh. and then it combines together to form this super is it, powerful... Is it like a red, green, and blue one, and it's yeah, got yeah, Japanese yeah. symbols on it? Uh, is it no, that one? Because that one's no, not yeah, Bandit that Keith. Is, that's not Bandit Keith, though. No, it's... Uh, Who is that one? Shoot, I can't remember. It's a, I think it's a girl. I, I don't remember. I can't remember. That, I, that, was, really a very, that, was, that was a super cool monster. Yeah, so, cool monster. so those ones, those are probably my favorite. Okay. Nate, what about you? Um, For me, like... I love Dark Magician. Dark Magician is just... Which I, Dark Magician? Yugi's Dark Magician or remember when he fights the guy with the mask? Or the Who's Red Dark Magician? The Red Dark Magician with the white hair. Yeah, I like Yugi's Dark Magician because okay. like, I don't know, it was always cool. Like his attack, he would like stop, freeze, and then it would use the magic and explode. I really like that, but... I know. Uh, I just I love Obelisk the Tormentor. Like uh, he, out, out of the Egyptian Obelisk. god cards, like you know, Wing Dragon Ra, most powerful Slifer. You know, he's, he's a dragon. It looks cool, but Obelisk when he gets on the field he, and oh. he throws the punch to just murder someone, you're like, uh, Obelisk is definitely looks the coolest. It was very intimidating, and I will say they did a mm. great job with the music in the TV show when they mm-hmm. first showed uh, the first uh, first Egyptian god card. You see Kaiba use it, and then. Like he rises up from the ground and then the music is just so intense and super powerful. And I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, this is, it's, it's a TV show. It's a, it's a kid's TV show. <laughs> and I'm like, dang, that is awesome. You know? So I, yep. Mm-hmm. That's a great pick. Nate. But great I also, pick. I do, I like Jinzo. Jinzo. I like a lot. Jinzo is an awesome He's one. classic. Jinzo is awesome. I will say, uh, and again, again, we could probably go on, on this for, for a while, but, um, I love, I love the first duel between Yugi and Kaiba when uh, Kaiba has all three of his blue eyes, white dragons. And then it's really the only time you see Exodia. Summoned. Yeah, it is. the. Oh, no, no. Because Joey uh, loses to an Exodia. Uh, but that's kind of But it, it was a different yeah. Exodia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was Necros Exodia. Oh, that's right. That's so, right. Um, but when he summons Exodia, Exodia kind of, in my opinion, he, him and, and Obelisk, they look uh similar they both have the same uh like teeth or something like that it's weird um mm-hmm. but um it, i think the yeah exodia is probably 
I should. I mean, is that cheating? Saying like Exodia is my favorite monster, right? Because he's, yeah. he's the best. But it's just but. like I think it's also because he's so rare that when you see him all together, you're, you're like, like, this is. Ooh, he looks amazing cool. power. Yeah, I, I did have his Exodia's head at one point. Yeah, and I traded right. it away. I don't know why. I had a leg. I think I traded away because we were like, we're never going to be able to get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Day, I could day. probably buy all these for like three bucks. <laughs> Maybe. No, it's worth more than that. <laughs> I don't know. Just kidding. I don't know. I don't know how many actually people play Yu-Gi-Oh now because I, I didn't meet anyone that did. Like I met one kid in middle school. I, I brought my deck <laughs> when we played a game once. <laughs> That's kind of cool. But still, I don't know. It might be a thing of the past. Yeah. But it is. Just two more quick notes, but okay. I think we could, the theme song in this is awesome. Yeah, it, it is. It's catchy. Especially in season two. Season two is the best theme song because each one they would uh, re- re- revamp and revitalize to what was going on. Mm-hmm. But Until season three, then they just went back to normal. No, no. They, each season is different. It's a little bit different. I think it? they keep it the no, same after no, the fourth well, one. No, the music's the same, but the, it's, it's slightly different in each thing. You're just well, showing the, like the, well, like the, what they're showing, the well, visuals. What they're showing is different, but the music is the same in, once you have to, after you get the cool stuff from season two, half of season three. Uh, I think, no, I think there's slight variations okay, we'll in each of them. We'll have to find We'll out. have to check it out. But the other thing is like, what is going, my other thing is what's happening with everybody's hair in this? What's going on? <laughs> what is their deal with wearing belts? <laughs> they, uh... Yeah, people got wild hair in this. If you like Yugi's hair, wild. I mean, it would be a great Halloween costume, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I guess it, I, you don't really think about it until someone brings it up. It's very yeah. anime. Yeah, yeah, but it's yeah, it's totally anime. I don't yeah. know. It's just it's very pointy. Like Tristan has like this <laughs> yeah, dude, unicorn yeah. point you, going. You could like a, you could take someone down with that, with that yeah, hair, man. Honestly, you stab and also Ky- Ky- the Ky- back of Kaiba's head kind of like stabs yeah, into it, his back. Yeah, it goes into his back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh. It's it's a really good series. Like it's it is very long. Two hundred and twenty four episodes. Yeah. Only yeah. Uh, five seasons. And some of them, some of the episodes, I will say. They drag um, out. They drag out. And there is like if if you if you know monologuing, <laughs> like, this is the epitome of it. Like they monologue like almost more than they duel. Some it, in some like of a, those later seasons. Yeah. It's about more about you get maybe two, three moves sometimes per episode. Because <laughs> the rest of the time they're monologuing or going and doing a backstory. Yeah. It's, Usually it's like rehashing both. it. Because yeah, at the beginning of every episode, the the main villain has to recount everything that's been happening up to that point <laughs> or why they're going to defeat you yes. and like take over the world. And it's also very much a show where they always explain everything they're doing. Every like little thing. Every card they draw. It's like, I play this and full which, title. Which does this and allows me, that's whenever we're playing games with TJ, um, TJ will, will poke fun at you and it's like, I played, th- what games are we playing? Or it's mm-hmm. like, oh, we're playing Settlers of Catan. And he's like, I played this card, which allows me I to build my two cards. You know? <laughs> so, oh. But very nostalgic, very yes, fun. very fun. And going back to that monologuing, something I also love that I wanted to mention is that Yugi just roasts all of the villains. Like, all <laughs> oh, of them yeah. are like, oh, you're going to die. I'm going to get you. And then he's just like, actually, I do this. And then you get the, the shots of like, what? <laughs> and then <laughs> roasted. That's it's, true. I think Yugi only loses... Maybe like three duels well, in the entire time. Well, he loses two, only two legitimate duels. Yeah, so because so, the he, Kaiba duel doesn't count. Yeah, so so yeah, the well, he doesn't lose to yeah the Kaiba duel doesn't count because Kaiba's like I'm if gonna kill myself, myself if you I don't, don't let me win. Yeah, yeah he technically kind of duels Pegasus like in the second or third episode when he steals his grandfather's soul, but that's not real. Oh yeah, that's right. The 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 two times he only legitimately loses is um, season four when one of the one of Dart's guys beats him. That's like the only time you really see him lose. 
like that. That was a good one. And then he loses in the, the series finale so that his uh, his spirit can be restored. That's right. Well, that, that's Yami who loses, not Yugi. Yes, but <laughs> Yugi. I don't know, but who is Yami? Is, is Yami Yugi and Yugi Yama? Like, I, I don't know. We don't know. We really that's, don't know. We, yeah. Question for another day. But yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh. It's, it's, it's great. It's, it's long, but it's great. Great art, great action, good character development. Nice. Check it out. All right, Definitely. do we do, should we do uh, the ratings? Ratings or do we do quote? I can't even remember. Do we do uh, ratings before we do the quote? That's okay. right. Ratings. I definitely, I'll give this an eight out of 10 for sure. Like you should, if you have any, like. If you watched uh, any anime. Any anime, like you're, this is a show for you without a doubt. It's definitely not for everyone though, but I mm-hmm. think the story, uh, the images, music, uh, character development, definitely worth your time. Yeah. You, you take it with a, like, you have to go into it though, knowing that it's for, you know, younger kids as well. Oh, yeah. Though. So mm-hmm. there's stuff that you're like, okay, this is a little cheesy. This is taking a little long, but I'm going to give it uh, two, two solid thumbs up. Not thumbs on fire, right? But two thumbs. But just two thumbs up. Uh, sticking so, to the thumbs. I thought, yeah. you, I thought you would be going to stars, but still the thumbs. Oh, did I say that last week? Maybe <laughs> well, I'll because we thought Nate was doing stars. No, Nate no. just gives his, his yeah, recommendation. My recommendation, if you're into anime, watch it. If you're not, no worries. But like, you know. Like I would say, like, I think with the TV show, you know, give maybe an episode or, or two a watch. And if you don't like it, don't watch it. But, no worries. No but worries. It's, uh, I don't know if, if you like, I guess, card games a little bit or I'm, I say uh, trait in card games. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I would say this is for you, yeah. but no rush. You know, it's more of a. Just a fun one if you want. Yeah. Fun mm-hmm. one if you want. It's kind of if you'd watched it in childhood, that was the time. Yeah. If you've missed it, you, you maybe mm-hmm. have missed it. Yeah. <laughs> Just kind of sad. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I just don't even know what kid shows people like now. If, uh, well, we are not kids anymore. Yeah. My yeah. kids will be watching We're not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> yeah, but it's just like, what do they have that was our, uh, like, our Pokemon or our, uh, well, or I mean, you get, like, maybe, maybe do, Pokemon still does kind of go on, so maybe they still are into that. Whatever, honestly. Yeah. I don't, yeah, Pokemon has never died. It just, it keeps on going. It never will. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's because of the, the video games. True. But, yeah. And they can just keep adding. But yeah. But the quote. Let's get to that quote. Okay. Let me pull it. Gather round. Gather round. Can everybody see me? Can you all hear me? All right. It's uh, or did uh, you yeah, that's say from um, Harry Potter uh, Chamber of Secrets. Harry Potter 2. That is... Gilderoy Lockhart, when they're about to start the dueling club, that's where we thought of it from. Uh, honestly, Lockhart and Keanu Br- or Kenneth Branagh, one of the best, one of the best parts of, of Harry yeah, he's, Potter. He I is would... funny in that episode. Yeah. Or it's not episode, excuse me, that, uh, that, movie. that movie. It's very funny. For half a second, I thought you were going to say Keanu Reeves. I was I'm about like, to, and I'm like, <laughs> wrong K. <laughs> yeah. so, but yeah, so if you were able to guess that, like, awesome. We'll give you that shout out. If you're the, the first to send in. Yeah, let us know via Gmail, um, Instagram, Twitter. Follow us there if you like what you hear. Yeah, at quotes and stuff pod. Gmail is at quotes and stuff pod at gmail.com. Uh, anything else? Yeah, uh, quotes, and then Instagram is quotes and yeah, stuff. Uh, quotes, I said Instagram oh, and Twitter okay, is quotes okay, and stuff pod. Perfect. Thank you for listening as always. We appreciate it and we'll see you next time. See ya. Adios.